the threat in these uniforms does more than hold them together. It holds us together. It connects generations, players, past and present, and even an entire region. Because when we all put on that uniform, we are connected by a common passion and pride, a sense of togetherness that has stood the test of time. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It is a playoff special. The game is less than 10 hours away. And we're here discussing it. It's going to be a fast show. You can watch it in between the NFL games or any of your English FA Cup matches. But I'm here with Ian Wright and Jack Duffin. Ian, how are you, sir? You know, I'm trying to bottle up my excitement at this point. You know, we still obviously got a couple games to play before the Browns take the field for Sunday night football against the hated Pittsburgh Steelers in the first playoff game in 18 years. So... Just trying to breathe a little, just trying to make sure, you know, I'm well fed, that I don't, you know, drink too much booze here before the game tonight. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Excellent. Jack, I've seen you been eating cheese and biscuits. How's it all going, mate? Yeah, tailgating in uh, 2021 is definitely different. So, uh, yeah, eating cheese and biscuits uh, for lunch. Um, got, got my uh, afternoon sleep in. Because, hey, it's not going to be easy staying up until uh, 4.30 in the morning. Uh, especially when you've got to sit through that second game, which is probably going to be drab as hell. Um, but no, it, it's one that I'm, I'm not too worried. Yes, obviously it's going to be hard. If it was everyone healthy, Denzel Ward playing, Vernon playing, Petonio playing, then I, I think there's a really good chance that it's a coin flip. But it, it's going to be... A tough, tough um, ask today. The the um, Stefanski news has obviously been sort of reported as the biggest thing. For me, it's not. All three of them players missing is much more important than losing Stefanski um, because lots of Stefanski's work is pre-game, um, sort of building the game plan, which he's still been fully involved in. Um, so that doesn't worry me as much. But, yeah, it's going to be a big ask. I, I can see Chase Claypool really going off without Denzel Ward on the field. Uh, Ian, are Steelers missing any key players? I mean, other than they have some defensive players that have been out for a good part of the season. Um, as of today's game, they're actually going to get, I think, Robert Spillane back. They're going to get their tight end back. They're, I mean, Roethlisberger obviously is going to play it's one of those ones where it doesn't matter who the lining up on the other side of the field when it's playoff time. I mean, we saw, you know, the fighting Washington football team, you know, go toe to toe with Tampa as much as they could with Taylor Heineke as their quarterback. So at this point, you know, you're past the excuses of who's playing, who's not playing, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way to combat that Steelers passing game. My guess is we're probably going to see a lot of quarters defense. We're going to see a lot of maybe, you know, man under concepts uh, using two linebackers, um, you're going to see nickel, which we know Woods wants to play. So with Sendejo and Harrison, you know, it's just something you're going to see a little bit more of. And hopefully they can 
eliminate that over the top passing game because we know Pittsburgh's going to throw the ball. We know they can't run the ball, which isn't bad for us in the terms of that, you know, Pittsburgh does a very good job of neutralizing the pass rush by getting the ball out quick. I think anybody that's watched a Steelers game this year knows that every single game, they want to highlight how fast Roethlisberger is getting the ball out. So a guy like Olivier Vernon, his impact while large probably is minimal in the sense that, you know, he was able to get to uh, Mason Rudolph for the one sack last week, but they are going to get the ball out quick. So Porter Gustin, guys like that, they just need to make sure they stay gap disciplined so we don't get gouged on any of the run plays. And we just, we know the Browns defense isn't very good. It's the Achilles heel of the team. They just have to do enough to keep the Browns in it so the offense is able to hit the stride. Because if all of a sudden the offense comes out and it's firing like it did against Tennessee, then, you know, the Browns are going to are gonna put points on the Steelers. There's no doubt about it. Jack, what is the um, predicted uh, bookie score at the moment, mate? It's um, roughly in the region of, 2027 to the uh, Steelers. Um, I haven't seen it could easily move um, in the last two hours because you get some late line movement. But uh, when I went to sleep two and a half hours ago, that's what it was. <laughs> Good. Uh, Ian, how can you see the Browns winning this game? Oh, they're, they're going to win the ball. And much like Indianapolis tried to do with the Buffalo Bills yesterday, as long as the Browns and where the Colts really faltered is, is in the first half, they were very efficient moving the ball. But then when they got in the red zone, they bogged down. You know, I think they at one point had four trips inside the red zone and only had like 10 points. And if you're going to be efficient on offense and you're going to have a drive that takes four or five, six minutes, that's fine if you get points. So if the Browns are able to control the game offensively, utilize Nick Chubb, who I think we all know was rested a little bit last game. You know, if you're able to move the chains with Chubb, like I said a few times, I would take many of the Kareem Hunt unders on the props. I just don't see him getting as many snaps, especially in the run game. You can maybe see him flexed out on some third downs as a passing back. But I think we're going to see a lot more Nick Chubb. I'm going to see, I think we're going to see a lot more play actions. I think we're going to see a lot more ball control because you don't want to get into a shootout with the, with the Steelers because ultimately then you're putting our defense, our Achilles heel, on the field for the longest period of time. So at this point, I need the Browns to really just control the ball, control the time, you know, be efficient with your offense. If you get inside the red zone, you know, don't, don't be stupid. Don't, you know, try to force things. But at the end of the day, you need to come, come away with more sevens than threes. And, you know, just be smart. Don't beat yourself. Don't throw interceptions. Don't take stupid sacks on third and two. You know, it's things like that. Like, they just have to play smart. I mean, I saw a play yesterday in the uh, Colts game where it's fourth and three and there's under a minute left. Josh Allen comes out and gets the Colts defensive lineman to jump off sides, giving him a free first down. They go down and score a touchdown. Like, you can't have that in a playoff football game. Like, I don't know how that coach didn't absolutely – how Frank Reich didn't just blow his mind with that. But, you know, they got to play smart. They got to play together. And, you know, I just have a funny feeling Joe Woods is going to be able to draw something up to do a better job containing this defense uh, – containing that offense. So, I'm, I'm feeling – like I said, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic about this. Jack, what do you see the scoreline being, mate? I, I think – I think a, a massive – Sway for me on where the game goes relies on Col- Conklin, um, just because it can then really start getting messy. Because if suddenly you've got, it's not like you've got Chris Hubbard that you can go, hey, you, you just jump in there, eleventh um, graded um, guard for PFF. We had three of the top eleven. It was insane. So there's not that sort of O line depth. You can fill one hole. 
if just Batonio's out, if you're trying to fill two and you're filling in for uh, Conklin, then it can start getting messy. So on the basis that Conklin plays, I'm going to go 17-20 to the Steelers. Oh, Jack, don't say that. I- I'm preparing for the Ian. worst. I'm preparing for the worst. I'd rather say, hey, I don't think we're going to win than sit there all day and be like, yeah, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. There is a route to winning. Ben is washed. Yeah, I'm probably going to regret that if someone uh, cuts that out of the podcast later. But um, I, I, I genuinely do think we do have a chance. It's going to be a one-score game either way. No one's blowing anyone out. Yeah, I, th- I think Jack's right in the sense that Jack Conklin's huge. I mean, lining up there against an all-pro le- NFL leading sack guy and TJ Watt, I mean, they really need Conklin in there. I mean, they really do. So I think Conklin is a big piece. I have a funny feeling he's going to play. All the Browns test neck. Uh, all the Browns tests have come back negative today. So Conklin does not have COVID-19. He may just be a little bit under the weather with, you know, the flu or something like that. So I think with the proper hydration, um, you know, it's been a few days that they can get him right for the game. But I, I think this game's going to have a little bit more points. I think, you know, the, the, the idea that the Steelers defense is going to shut down this Browns offense is, is not all that accurate. I think even though Stefanski's not going to be – on the sidelines, I think Alex Van Pelt, I think Mike Prefer, they're gonna they're gonna march to the beat of the same drum. I think the Browns actually win this one. I'm 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 coming out. Browns thirty, Steelers twenty seven. That's gonna be my prediction. I think we're gonna see a lot of points, and I think that the Browns are gonna are gonna be down. I think they're gonna come back late. I think they're gonna punch a touchdown in, and I think the Browns are gonna win thirty to twenty seven. Can um. Someone do some graphics, all three of us, with our scores on them, like Cleveland.com did that time, please. And uh, put Jack under the bus, please. So, yeah, we'll put, we'll put like Hayden did. We'll put the big L on. Uh... I wouldn't do that to you, Jack. <laughs> you can do it. I'll still buy it. At the end of the day, the key result isn't the scoreline. It's Nick Chubb over five and a half receiving yards. <laughs> I've seen that's all the way up to nine and a half now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm on. Oh, I'm here we go. Jack's, doing it again. Jack's gone for it. Paul, what's your score prediction? Oh, my God. He Big. went 28-27. Yeah, I'm going with a uh, Browns 28, Steelers 27. We're, we're not going to let him do seven different predictions in seven different places again. Is that good or bad? Is that safe? <laughs> if they win, I don't care if they win by a tenth of a point. If they figure out a way to win by a Exactly, point. that's right. I've already called it. I just think there's a nice motivating factor. You know, you, the team's going to sit there and go, well, listen, we want Joel Batonio to play in a playoff game. We want Kevin Stefanski to coach in a playoff game. And the only way that happens is with a W today. So, And, and then to the Chiefs, baby. We've got nothing know, to worry about the Chiefs. Ian, are we going to have any dunks? Are we going to have any dunks? You know, it's funny. The Colts kicker hit, hit his version of the donks yesterday. Are we having dunks today? And... If there's a guy that can do it, it's Cody Parkey. Is Parkey going to hit the donks today? That's what I want You know to what? In the spirit of all my yeah. kickers, I say Parkey is perfect today. All his extra points are good. All his field goals are good. And I say that the special teams today does not lose us the game. I'm not going to say they're going to win us the game because they've yet to do that. That'd be crazy to say. But I do think they're going to be smart today. I think they're going to be – they're going to ma- if they can match the Steelers in special teams, that's a win. Because the Steelers are one of the top five special teams teams in the uh, in the NFL. So if we can match them, that's a win. Paul, overall, what's, what's your what's your feeling on it? You feel good about the game, Paul? Well, look, guys, I've got two huge fireworks. One tonight off when we win. 
yeah, I just think, yeah, I'm uh, pacing around. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I think it's a it's a win-win uh, tonight. You know, we're the Cleveland are in the playoffs, and if we win today, it's an absolute bonus. And uh, I think we've got everything. You know, if everything lines up, then we can win this game. 100% believe so. And uh, that's not just me being optimistic, silly. I reckon that there's a good chance we can win this. But at the end of the day, we're in the playoffs. We've hit our goal for the season. Go Browns. Let's 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 end it on this note. All right, Paul. I know that a couple coaches in the Northern Ohio region have asked you to give a slight motivational speech to their high school football teams. So since Stefanski's not in the locker room and the last thing that the Browns players are allowed to hear is a is a little hype up speech from Paul Brown. What, what do you got for us? You got anything you, What's your message to the team right before we go out there and take the field against Heinz Field? Take that ketchup and stick it up their ass. <laughs> I need to get a ball quickly then. He's got the football in hand. The Browns coat is on. The Browns Ooh. hat is on. All right, here we go. I've got a ball here, man. He's firing it up. I need to get excited. Maybe we'll do the video here. I need to get motivated for this one. All right, boys. Firing it up. All right, boys. Come in. Come in. It's a big fucking game today. We're against the fucking Steelers. We fucking hate the Steelers. Right, we're going to go in hard. We're going to go in sensible. But we're going to fucking smash them up, including Big Ben. Oi, Moisey. Uh, that's uh, um, Garrett, by the way. Fucking hit uh, Big Ben. If you hit him three times today, I'll buy a new car. Let's have it. Come on, the Browns. Come on, the Browns. Well, the question is, would the Browns players be able to take that seriously with... The like hot pants trousers that Paul's currently wearing. Hundred <laughs> percent. Have you seen some of the pants that team wears? Absolutely. When I'm kicking footballs around that, when I'm kicking footballs around that room, they'd be shit scared. I believe it. Listen, let's go out there. I can't wait to have the post game show. You know, if the Browns win, we're recording at four thirty in the morning. So, you know, let's just let's go in. Let's be smart and. Uh, Let's enjoy it. You know, it's, it's been a long time since we've been able to say this. I mean, you guys haven't even been fans as long as it's been. So this is your first playoff games, you know, and let's hope that this is a sign of good things to come, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely is. Regardless of what happens today, they're in a really strong position in the next two, three years to sort of compete to be that one of the top three teams in the conference. And I'm not going to say the best team because... Patrick Mahomes is going to remain out there. But if you start becoming one of them top three teams and yeah, if you get into the championship game and it goes wrong every year because you play Mahomes, that's perfectly fine. Um, but that's where we want to be aiming for, for a team. There's no way we can't end on Jack, Duff Jack Duffin's optimism. So let's say it. Let's go Browns. Top three team, baby. <laughs>